Welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. All opinions expressed by me or guests of the podcast are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Life Moves Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment or financial decisions. Clients of Life Moves Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. And welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Dale Schaefer. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, I'm going to give five tips for avoiding financial motion sickness. And I was thinking about this over the weekend as I was reflecting on our family's trip last summer to Lake Powell. Now, have you ever been in a boat when the water was very choppy? Can you remember how not fun that can be? So... Going back to our trip to Lake Powell last year, we experienced some choppy water in our boat. We rented a boat for a day, just uh, one of the smaller boats that can pull an inner tube, you know, have a little bit of fun. And um, we got all the family loaded up and we got our cooler and our lunch and everything's in the boat. And so we get unloaded and uh, we take off. Now, Lake Powell, um, as you may know, the water level is lower than it has been, Um, certainly from 20 or 30 years ago, maybe even as much as 10 years ago, the water's just been continuing uh, to decrease. And we are in about a 20 or so year drought uh, in this part or the Southwest part of, of the United States. And um, so you navigate the, the, the waters a little differently than you might have 20 or 30 years ago. And there's sections where there are no wake zones. Now this tends to be around uh, areas like marinas, or narrow uh, areas in the canyon where there's a lot of boat traffic. And um, we were coming out of uh, one of those no-wake zones. And of course, you know, you're going about five miles an hour in the no-wake zone, you're just kind of trolling along. And uh, so we're coming out, there's a couple of boats behind us. And um, so I knew that I wanted to get moving and I wanna get across the section of the lake that, that we needed to get through to get over to one of the side canyons that we wanted to explore. So I take the the, um, the speed of the boat from five and then you know we start to go up to 10 and then we get to 12 and the stern or the back of the boat is just kind of sinking and the bow's up in the air and so as I um, increase the speed then of course the bow levels off and we start moving. Out of nowhere, we get completely rocked um, by this large speedboat that came very close on our port side or left side of the boat. And we get into their wake and it's a really brutal wake. So I just pull all the way down um, on the speed of the boat and um, we just sit there and and I turn the, the nose of the boat into the wake and... Uh, and we kind of get rocking through the boat. So everybody's feeling pretty good. This was a pretty good wake. And so that calms down. So I go right back and uh, accelerate the speed of the boat. Same thing, 5, 10, 12, 15. And uh, so I get it up to about 20 miles an hour. Now, on this day, the 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 wind was, was a bit high. The water was a bit choppy. And um, even just going across the water um, without the wake of other boats uh, the boat that we were in just kept coming out of the water it's a light boat and every time it would come out of the water and it would come back down 
it, it was just a hard impact. And um, it took about just maybe two or three of those instances for the whole family to be yelling at me and stuff was going everywhere. And, you know, it just was an uncomfortable ride. So I slow it down and uh, we eventually make our way to one of the side canyons where we can have a little bit more fun, pull the inner tube. It's not as choppy, that kind of thing. But that's kind of how it is now. For some people, the choppy water doesn't feel great um, because it's just painful to go up and down and have the boat slamming into the water. Some people, they may even get motion sickness. And I was looking on a website called BoatSafe.com and um, it lists some symptoms of severe motion sickness. Now this can be in boats or roller coasters or backseats of cars or whatever it is. But if you're experiencing motion sickness, you're likely to experience things like nausea, vomiting, sweating, headaches, dizziness, uh, irritability, fatigue, rapid breathing, difficulty concentrating, increased saliva production and drowsiness. And when you're headed into drowsiness and you start to get dizzy, um, you get the increased saliva production, that's just not a good feeling for anybody who's ever experienced that level of nausea. And then of course, it just gets kind of worse from there. So this website also lists some tips for avoiding motion sickness. And they're talking about things like Dramamine or um, antihistamines that might help um, uh, if you have drowsiness. So they're recommending non-drowsy formulas. Uh, maybe it's a transdermal patch that you can wear. Um, but they also say things like, you know, watch what you eat, make sure that you're not eating things that um, are, uh, you know, too heavy on your body. You know, certainly watch your alcohol on, on the boat. Um, avoid, you know, big, heavy, fatty foods or spicy foods, things that might be prone to cause nausea or um, indigestion, things like that. They also talk about like avoiding windows and other seasick passengers could because seasickness can be very contagious. They also talk about things like if you can get down um, under the deck, get into the center of the boat where you have less extremes on the ends uh, of the boat. You know, if, if you can maybe grab the wheel because sometimes if you can steer, that gives your brain something different to focus on. Or um, if none of those things work, and if you can't get under the boat, try to fix your eyes on something that is steady, like it's something in the distant horizon or land that you might see because it'll give your brain less of the up and down motion um, that tends to upset your, you know, your whole vestibular system and your inner ear fluid and all of that stuff. So as I was thinking about this and all the things that um, cause seasickness and ways that you can avoid it. What's true is that when you're in a situation that might represent like a major life change um, or some sort of heavy, intense grief, you may undergo motion sickness, but it may be more tied to the financial impact of the things that you're going through. So I thought I would give five tips for controlling or even avoiding financial motion sickness because when you're going through a big life change some of the symptoms you might experience will include nausea vomiting sweating headaches dizziness irritability fatigue rapid breathing difficulty concentrating drowsiness lethargy um, it can just be very difficult to move forward and make any kind of decision and it may feel like the weight of what you need to do 
is so heavy that it can be very difficult for you to feel like you're going to do the right thing or, or even, you know, have that whole um, uh, paralysis by analysis uh, can be quite detrimental to what you need to do. So here are five tips that you can use to avoid financial motion sickness. Tip number one, avoid the rush to make any major decisions, especially in periods of high grief or major life change. Rushing into making decisions or feeling like you need to very quickly start moving things around and, and deciding things, it can cause actually more stress in the point of where you need to make the decisions. It can create some adverse impacts to you and to the people who are affected by any of those decisions. And so it may be better to slow down, take stock of where you are, and start thinking through what is it exactly that's prompting you to feel the need to make a quick decision. Take a pause. Go to step number two, which is to revisit your statement of financial purpose. Now, if you don't have a statement of financial purpose or you're not even sure what I'm talking about, go back to episode four of the Financial Purpose Podcast. Uh, that episode is entitled Statement of Financial Purpose, and I go through what the statement of financial purpose is, kind of the anatomy of it, how you construct it, why it's important, how it pulls in your values and reflects what's most important about money to you, but more importantly, how we use it to make financial decisions that are aligned with what's most important to you and what you value. Then for step number three, make sure that if you must make a decision, list all of the factors at play in the outcome that you expect. Make sure that you get a good sense of these things because it's gonna help you understand why this decision is important, why it needs to be made, and what will happen if you make that decision in the current state. Then, related to that, move on to number four, which is to give yourself a timeline and write down and be very specific. This is going to help you understand the order in which you need to make decisions or implement different things within the decision. And it's gonna give you some specific dates so that way you know how and when to take your next step. So write down specifically, I need to do this and the deadline for this section is March 15th. And then for the next thing I need to do, April 30th. And then from there, May 12th, right? Be very specific about what needs to happen and on what timeline. And then finally, tip number five, review all of this with a financial professional. Somebody who can help you hold the wheel steady, can give you something that you can focus on that's also steady to give your brain a different thing for which it can get some focus, something that's calm, something that looks like the ability to move forward in an appropriate way. Also can help you take some of the emotion out of your decisions. They can also help you think through all the factors and make sure that you have everything covered because sometimes you don't know what you don't know or sometimes there's just a slightly different way to think about how you're gonna go about making these decisions. So those are the five tips. Let me quickly just revisit each one of them. Number one, avoid the rush to make major decisions. Number two, revisit your statement of financial purpose and make sure the decision you're gonna make is tied and aligned to what's most important to you about your money. 
Number three, if you must make a decision, list all the factors and who's going to be impacted. Number four, write down a specific timeline for the decisions that need to be made and the actions that need to be taken. And then finally, number five, revisit all of this with a financial professional. So I hope that this has been helpful. If you're in the middle of a situation that seems a bit rocky, please reach out to somebody and get the help that you need. If you have a great story about the last time that you were in uh, choppy seas on a boat, leave it in the comment. I'd love to hear. And uh, if there's anything maybe that you've used to help yourself through financial motion sickness, leave that in the comment as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So thank you for tuning in today. Until next time, take care.